are you are you not at that stage yet? <laughs> Got it. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I haven't heard what the weather's gonna be like, but I can definitely. <laughs> I think we'll be okay. I mean, the, the we have enough shelter. Yeah. Yeah. We'll be good. Yeah. So why don't you just you know hang out? I'm gonna go see what's going on outside. And I'll see what's going on. Is there anything else that you... <laughs> what, what? Do you see something? <laughs> yeah? Okay, so I'm gonna go where you are. Okay, so there's some rocks. There's a stick. <laughs> there's <clears throat> this weird circular disc that's really shiny. <laughs> I've never seen this before in my entire life. <laughs> so, okay. I don't even know what we do with it. Do we just throw it on... Okay, I, I think I like where you're going. So if I can, if we can build a way to spin the disc on the rock while putting the stick on the CD, <laughs> it may do something. Yeah, okay. So let me just do that real quick. And then you can put in some construction sounds. Um, all right, so I think we got something. All right, so if I put, I'm gonna put the disc on there and then I'm gonna put the stick on there. And I wonder what will happen. Hello and welcome to Six Degrees of Celebration. I'm Plucklarknark. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Steve. <laughs> Jenny just came out. <laughs> it's just like, what the hell? She came out and gave me a death glare and she went, I thought you were choking. <laughs> like it was my fault. <laughs> I know. No, you're you're totally right, and I I'm glad you reacted that way. So if I was choking, <laughs> I know she's got me. My original thought was that you would just grunt back, and it would just be oh, no, like no. a minute and a half of us grunting. <laughs> <laughs> well, what does that mean? How's that from our from our listener perspective? <laughs> Gus is <laughs> grunting in people's ears for like a minute straight. People who are intrigued by this really clever title we've come up with and they click it and they're like, what is this I'm podcast? Out. No, this jumped a shark. This is, I'm over it. I'm and out. the opposite end, the people who are like, this is so me. Like this they gets get me. me. I'm totally I feel seen. The, I feel heard. We started saying words and like, what the? F <laughs> oh, this isn't the like pre-verbal slash post-verbal. <laughs> this wasn't the impressionistic <laughs> art form I thought it was. Oh, I'm out. They just close their podcast app. <laughs> they knock over their disc. They flip their table. <laughs> jump out the car. How you doing? I'm doing good. I'm hot. Me too. I just did an exercise video. How was that? Good. I've started exercising again. Was that Obey? It was. It was Obey. <laughs> I'm doing one of their programs. Oh. It was called like Sculpt and Burn. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm good with programs because as long as they're like 28 day, you know, sculpt and burn, or, you know, whatever. Yeah. It's when the fitness industry gets too bro-y or like overly masculine. There is one program they have that's called Harder AF. Which is just kind of cringe. <laughs> if you read the description, it's like, for those who are fans of the Hard AF workout program, we brought it to the next level with Harder AF. For me, it's like, the modern warrior workout. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm a manager at a Verizon. Yeah. Like, I don't need this. Today's caveman. Right. I'm just like, that's not me. <laughs> like, all right, calm down. How are you doing? I'm doing awesome. I just went on a date with my fiance. I went and got my car serviced and they were like, it's actually going to be three and a half hours. <laughs> <laughs> And so just like, cool. Yeah, I was like, hey, Jenny, if you're on your way home in this direction, I saw 99 across the street. You want to go get <laughs> dinner together? It was very nice. 
So one of our mutual friends, still one of my favorite stories about them, Amanda and Pedro, for their wedding, they did not have a big thing for their ceremony. Mm-hmm. They had their wedding party and their family in a park. Right. I remember, and live, yeah. Yeah, and live streamed on Facebook. <laughs> I know you're telling them. I'm like, I was there. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, they did, they live streamed on Facebook. Like, oh, what did you do after? Goes, oh, we went to the 99. And you can find pictures of them like eating popcorn. <laughs> like the free pop like that's that's how you know you've made it or you're not like well we need to go to a four a four star michelin tasting menu with dom parent is like no we went we went to the 99 and now they just had their second baby exactly god bless those people mm-hmm. or whatever cthulhu yeah. bless those people <laughs> our dock workers love that <laughs> They, they, J. Cole blessed the Camillos. They would, they, they, they would appreciate that. Pedro, I know you listen. J. Cole blessed the Camillos. If you do listen, Pedro, we love you even more now. Right. If you do listen, shoot us in DM. <laughs> Happy Pride Month. Happy Pride. And this is what you put in the like gay music. Oh, okay. <laughs> what were you gonna say? <laughs> I don't know. For some reason, I said I was gonna say kazoo music. <laughs> <laughs> Just because a kazoo cover of "Born This Way." <laughs> That's but you're it. like, go ahead and put on the gay music, Alan, <laughs> and then like the whole LGBTQ community turns it's like- slowly to look at me. <laughs> Alan, straight man, go ahead and play <laughs> us what the gay music is. You can just play like Carly Rae Jepsen or something. Okay, I'll, this is Carly Rae Jepsen's. <laughs> I don't know. We, <laughs> we, um, have, we have to say what it is in order for me to play it. Well, I don't know. Well, like how much how much we we can play before we get copyrighted. This is Carly Rae Jepsen's "Cut to the Feeling." There we go. Oh, we go. I love this song actually. Yeah. No, but happy pride. Yes. Yes. Happy pride. I'm actually very impressed with my workplace. There's rainbows everywhere. There's love is love signs. There's you can be whoever you want to be like. Oh, that's nice. I've gotten a couple emails like here's what it EBSCO is doing. And I'm like, cool. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> I noticed is that no matter where space you want, gay people tend to gravitate towards each other. Like I just naturally found the one older lesbian woman and like the bisexual woman my age. At your work? Right. And we just like have a group chat and hang out (laughs) and send each other like TikToks. And complain like that's like I mean that's the same with anything, right? I tend to gravitate towards nerds more than like other yeah. people. I just, I just thought it was funny because like every group I've like every new environment I've been in, it's like oh the gays. Okay, cool. <laughs> here's my here's here's my astrology chart. <laughs> and that's what Pride Month's really about is about <laughs> creating a world that Matt doesn't feel like he needs to do that. <laughs> I don't have to stay in the corner, but also just me just like. <laughs> visual gag on this audio visual, podcast. visual gag in this audio <laughs> that silence is dripping in something <laughs> you can taste it <laughs> you feel it feel <laughs> it hear it oh i gross. can hear the drips uh, <laughs> did you have stuff you wanted to talk about with pride i mean yeah because i did too so uh, you can go first because it's your month so, buddy so i think this is the, i think it's the first time we've shared a degree yeah i think so cool and we have two different perspectives on it which will be fun mm-hmm. uh yeah i it is pride month and i'm really happy that we're actually having pride this year to some degree right because last year was kind of like don't leave your home <laughs> the air is a deadly virus <laughs> um and it still is but not yeah. to, to a much lesser degree but yeah no i'm very very excited there i've seen a whole bunch of events be announced there's a whole bunch of stuff going on the weekend before june actually started boston and mass opened up all their stuff 100 percent capacity um which is interesting and weird and to just like go to a place and to have them not be like hey get that thing out of your face yeah I yeah. saw a sign today that said no masks required if vaccinated. And it's like, we still wore masks. Oh, you're just like, <laughs> well, I went, I like w- went grocery shopping over the weekend and like walked in 
without a mask and people were masked up. I'm like, okay, I'll just put it on. Like, right. I'll just do it. But yeah, no, I, I'm very excited. This month is always very weird for a lot of different reasons, just because like we kind of talked about this before the podcast started, but like, yes, you get like the true meaning of the month being like celebration of who you are, whoever you are and alignment with who you are. But at the same time, you have what has been kind of dubbed rainbow capitalism. Right. Yeah. So every single company in the world is like, we here at Spearmint Gum think <laughs> no matter who you are, your breath could be fresh. <laughs> it's just like, I wasn't concerned where Trident Gum stood on this. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't chewing the gum one day and was like, is this, is this gay? Is, is, is this gay? <laughs> That's the thing is like I, I've seen a whole bunch of things like rating different places pride collections. So like some of them are really good. Like Hollister is really good. Converse is really good. All these kind of clothing brands, so you can get all your stuff. Unfortunately, Targets is awful. Oh geez. Hold. Oh you. Are we sharing? <laughs> visual gags. Luckily, you there's no video or audio. Luckily, the thing you're about to show me can't even be heard. <laughs> right. There's just something I have to show you that exists and i'm going to present it without comment are you ready uh-huh like what is that i i don't know i am i is it a trap i <laughs> okay i'm gonna tell okay this is what what, I, what what is your opinion okay this is what it is people on a very physical level it is a blazer tie and shorts that are all rainbow horizontal. It's very bright and it's labeled pride, gender, inclusive, adult, rainbow, novelty, suit and tie set. Correct. What is your opinion of this? I, am I, am I supposed to be upset about it? I'm not upset. I, I don't know what I'm supposed to. It's just ugly. Oh yeah. I don't, I wouldn't wear it like on a day to day. No, like I would wear it to pride. I would wear it to the thing where like, Oh, I wouldn't wear this to a thing that it's designed to be worn to. <laughs> well, let me tell you something. If I saw somebody at pride wearing it, I'd be like, cool. Oh yeah. I'm not going to like, Go up to like, excuse me, sir, or a person. But you're just saying like the quality of the clothes. That specific one. It's just like. It's like, this is what the, the gay people want. Right. It's like, this is what people wear. And it's like, why do we need a pride Mickey? Like a pride Mickey shirt. I have very, very little commentary to add, actually, okay. because I don't feel I'm <laughs> I'm like allowed. Verse? <laughs> no, I mean, like you're he you're here like you certainly I, can. I, I know. But like, but like also versus like this. Oh, OK. I which see is like infinitely cooler. So this is a skeleton cartoon that's on fire and he's <laughs> holding a sign that says, be gay, do crime. And he's flipping you the middle finger, <laughs> like which I get is very different vibe than the other thing we just talked about. Right. So it's like, OK, I get you. I get you. Also, also additionally, um, this particular brand is a queer owned brand. Oh, cool. Whereas Target is robot owned. <laughs> Target doesn't even exist. Target's the algorithm. Target's a brain in a jar. Our own <laughs> exactly and yeah there's a whole bunch of really cool stuff that i like from this brand they're called a werewolf get a werewolf oh, oh yeah that took me too long no it's fine <laughs> um but yeah th so this is to say i'm really really excited that it's pride there's a whole bunch of fun stuff happening including your wedding uh this month which will be nice oh man we have to figure out some way to incorporate pride into our wedding i hadn't even thought about it <laughs> it's not a if it's not like a f-15 flyover <laughs> with rainbow smoke i'm out well i think we might just do something simple like a yard sign that just says like we support it or maybe it's just like the pro progressive flag or something <laughs> the pride flag well okay this is something i wanted to ask you about have you yeah. seen the new progress pride flag oh with the with the notch yes 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 the notch for trans and mm -hmm. black lives matter yep. now as a gay man is that okay with you I 100% support that. Okay, cool, cool. Because, well, the whole history of Pride that is not being forgotten, but that we need to actually highlight, I think, more and more, is that Pride was a protest. Pride started as a riot because, you know, police went into gay-owned bars and just, like, beat the crap out of people. Yeah, it was fucked up. Indiscriminately. And so it kind of started when a bunch of people said, we're 
we're done. We're at it. I'm not taking this anymore. And a lot of the people who are at the forefront of that movement were are black and brown people, specifically black and brown trans people. Right. And so I think to have them have their own area of the flag that says like, no, no, like you are just as part, like not like you are just as part of this, but like you belong here. Especially because there were like so many issues with people being like, I'm not super privy in the news. No, no. But I remember hearing about the thing of being like Black Lives Matter, but not you, black trans people. I remember that, there was like that weird right. back and forth. Thing. Well, there there's a weird intersectionality. So it's like having that dual identity of being queer and a person of color that is so often kind of pushed to the outside by both communities. Oh, okay. So like I know I can speak for the the queer community that there is a there is a unfortunately a lot of racism in the queer community. Damn. Holy crap. That needs to be addressed. You wouldn't think it too. I mean, this is also just me interacting with people more regularly, but like there, it is a very big issue that needs to be addressed and needs to be confronted. So I think that progress flag is definitely a good step, but also I don't want it to be just lip service. Yeah. I don't want it to be just like, we gave you a flag. Right. Isn't that yeah. nice? That's what I'm always wary of because I saw it and I know I didn't know enough about the history of it. Or, or how it had come about or yeah. what the word was in the community. So that's why when I saw it, I was like, I don't want to start wearing it and have people be like, all right, cool. You're just like, good, good for you. You know? Right, right. Yeah. There are a lot of people like, well, just keep the old one. The other one, the old one covers everyone. Well, it's like, well, no, because there have been a lot of people who have felt left out or on the margins. So hmm. I think the progress pride flag definitely highlights and definitely makes it abundantly clear that they are a part of the community and they have a place here and they should have a place here yeah. as they are continually the foundation and backbone and the major pushers of progress. And again, as an outside perspective, it sounds a lot like when people were like, you know, just because Black Lives Matter doesn't mean other lives don't matter. Mm -hmm. Just because we added this part to the flag doesn't mean that we're taking away anything. Oh, exactly. That's really it. It's just like this doesn't negate any other identity that falls under this. I think the progress flag definitely highlights a group of people in the community that have been marginalized even more so than they are mm -hmm. by you know the, the, the status quo. So I think by having that section of the flag, it definitely highlights it. And I say this as just just a gay guy. I'm not a you know I'm not a person of color. I'm not a trans person. So I my opinion is my opinion on it. But also like it doesn't hold much weight because I am not those things. I'm only one of them. I'm only gay. I'm only a man. <laughs> I'm, I'm only a man who likes other men. That's all. <laughs> what is a man <laughs> who likes other men? <laughs> so. I have been reading a lot about how to best support pride as a yeah. straight ally. Yeah. This month, I want to more openly display my support. I don't have a yard to put a flag <laughs> or, or a sign in. Right, right. So I was thinking <laughs> about wearing a lapel pin. Mm -hmm. I read a few statements saying you should do it and that you shouldn't do it. And some saying, you know, if you do do it, you should wear whatever you want. Just don't be offended when someone mistakes your sexuality for something other than it is. Right. And it's like, well, that's the whole point, right? Is if you're worried that that might happen, that's the problem. Like, because being identified as those things isn't a bad thing. No. So I'd love to share some ideas with you and kind of see if you feel like that's an appropriate way to support or if you feel supported. So if I were to wear like a pride lapel pin, would, would that be supportive to you? I think so. Yeah. I mean, I'm all for support and I, I think whatever makes you feel like you are showing your support, I would also just be aware of obviously what it is, but like, all right, where is it coming from? Mm -hmm. Where does that money go? But no, I'd, I'd be, I'd be happy to field my, <laughs> field your <laughs> options. The ally flag, is that like an actual thing or is that just like a thing people made because they wanted to support, but they didn't want people to think they were gay? My understanding is that it's a normal thing. It's not something that I've seen a lot of, but I think it's definitely an option. Okay. Would you feel supported if I designed a robot that would follow hateful people around and pinch them in the ass anytime they spoke hate? <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, kind of, yeah. I, 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 I also kind of feel like <laughs> something that you know, just like push them in the ass, or just like, hey. <laughs> it's 2021 man reminds them of the year hey it's current year <laughs> what are you doing uh would you feel supported if i reminded you that i love you yeah i love you thank you would you feel supported if i bought the company dyson and developed a vacuum specifically for glitter i don't know what witchcraft you have to do to make glitter go away but uh if you can f- somehow manage that I'm, I'm sure there are many gay clubs that would be forever in your debt okay so this actually is something I wrote ahead of time. It's a okay. legitimate question. And I'm now I thought the answer was clear, but now I'm questioning it because of like what we've previously talked about. So yeah, yeah. if I wore a rainbow shirt and I wrote here, not obnoxious, but still clearly with rainbows, would you feel supported? Yeah. Okay. Would you call that thing we looked at earlier obnoxious? Oh, the the, pri- the suit? Yeah. Yes. Okay. It feels very party city. Oh yeah. You're very right. Feels very just like, but yeah, I mean, any of those options I I think are good. However you want to show your support. Oh, I have more. Oh, you have more. Oh, (laughs) let's keep going. Okay. Okay. This is the last one. Okay. Would you feel supported if I gathered the blood of children and let you soak in it? No. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I would not. (laughs) I think that's murder. Now I know. (laughs) (laughs) So this is to say the best way you can support the LGBT community during pride is don't be trash, uh, love people exactly as they are and as they come to you. And if you do have expendable income and you do want to make purchases or donations, donate to uh, LGBT organizations, uh, the Trevor Project, Matthew Shepard Foundation, GLAD is fantastic. Any local LGBT organizations as well are always great. Or if you do make decide to make a purchase, make sure you purchase from a queer owned business or support queer owned artists. Queer, queer, queer owned artists. Queer Queer owned artists. (laughs) The queer zone, Leonardo da Vinci. Uh, uh, Make sure you support queer artists. Here are my artists. (laughs) I have an eclectic collection. Oh my God. I own Picasso. Uh, Make sure you support queer artists or queer owned businesses. Yes. All right. I think I'm ready for June. Perfect. Happy Pride, everyone. Happy Pride. So a very, very simple pleasure that I don't think people do enough is going out for breakfast. Okay, yeah. Going out for breakfast or brunch or whatever you want to call it is one of the true unequivocal great pleasures of life. Yeah. It's that feeling. That right, that that, like, yeah. (laughs) If you want to go high or low with it, you can go to like a diner and get like, I want diner coffee, pancakes, and like bacon or like, I want to go to a fancy brunch with whatever else. High and low, I think they're both like, yes, <laughs> we get to go for breakfast. If you're making a trip up into New England, the breakfast place you have to stop by, and I don't know Boston, so Boston probably has a breakfast place, but I would check out the Red Arrow Diner. There's one in Manchester, there's one in Londonderry, there's one in Milford. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's 24-7. They're fantastic. They're absolutely great. Definitely old world. Like they hand you a 16-page <laughs> menu. Yeah. And it's just always loud. Mm-hmm. And it's always just people yelling at each other. It's kind of great. If you're in Boston, mm-hmm. I can recommend a couple. I really like if you want like a classic thing, Southside Diner. Hold on. Don't take away my Boston card, please. <laughs> Southside Diner, yeah. Southside Diner is again similar, just classic Americana breakfast, open twenty four seven, kind of do everything great. If you want to get funky and explore some stuff, I really love Moonshine One Fifty Two's brunch. Is that a brewery? It's a it's it's a restaurant. Okay, but they do some like kind of weird stuff. Tell me about this weird stuff. Shrimp and grits, which is weird to northerners because we're from the north. <laughs> but like south, it's like, oh, yeah. What is this? <laughs> Why are these little fish? <laughs> <laughs> um, they do a, a killer shrimp and grits. I had a drink there that was a Bloody Mary, but had like pickle juice in it. So it was like kind of spicy and funky and salty and vodka-y and... <laughs> I can't even pretend that that might taste good. It was not. I'm not even crazy about a Bloody Mary, but it's great. Do you think this is better with drinking or what? Do you think it doesn't make a difference? Breakfast, this this experience. I think anything. <laughs> this, this is 
this is slightly problematic, I'm sure. Uh, but I think anything's improved by drinking. Uh, you hear that? <laughs> alcohol Anonymous listeners. They're like, anything's improved. I'm five months sober. I've got this podcast. It's really helping me stay positive. And we're like, anything's improved by drinking. It's like breathing life in general, man. I would just grab a beer and have it with you at all times. <laughs> no. Okay. Okay. So. <laughs> God, we're trying to, we're really trying to get canceled this episode. <laughs> no, if you're out there, I, I suffer from a drinking adjustment that I'm working through. So alcohol is fun in moderation and moderation is always key. <laughs> yep. That's the true key to it. It doesn't have to be because on second thought, I will enjoy a, you know, a Bloody Mary, a mimosa mm-hmm. at the same level as I enjoy diner coffee. Oh yeah. Like oh, diner coffee hits so incredibly differently than anything else ceramic like mug ceramic mug weirdly thick (laughs) it is a service person who's been on their feet for 16 hours just like Mm -hmm. you want to top off hon yeah oh (laughs) yes yes, i do that's my stuff (laughs) (laughs) that's what i've been waiting for i've fallen to that so many times i remember one time we were in the diner it must have been for like four hours i had something like seven cups of coffee because she just kept coming but you never feel jittery so for some reason that coffee never makes you jittery or like at least in my experience it keeps you the exact appropriate level of like awake and calm it never made me jittery but i felt at one point like i didn't have to close my eyes anymore (laughs) (laughs) like blinking wasn't required (laughs) just permanently (laughs) just oh my god Oh man, breakfast. I don't understand when people say they don't like breakfast. I really don't. I get it in the fact that I will never go to a diner if I have like a day I need to go tackle. Because I always leave a diner feeling greasy and like I probably should take a nap. It is It is very much a Sunday thing. Yes, yeah. Very much a Sunday thing. But I like, I went out, I think I went out for breakfast with my friend Seth. And I was like, oh boy, I'm getting breakfast. And he got like a turkey club. <laughs> At like 9 a.m. And I'm like, what the hell's wrong with you? Like, why? It's like, I just, I don't jive with it. I'm like, but. But if I think about it, this also could apply to all those times we went to Prest. We would walk across the street in like this warm summer morning Mm -hmm. where the sun's not super high yet, but it's still like a breezy 70 Mm -hmm. and you're in shorts and the leaves are making that like sound. Oh, man. And you just like walk in, you've already pre-ordered your stuff and you're eating a burrito on the way back. It just makes me want to cry. It's such a good memory. It is. God, I'm incredible. Mm -hmm. Side note, uh, I went to visit my friend John for his girlfriend's master's graduation. He's trying to find a joke about his girlfriend having a master, but... (laughs) congratulations to her master on his graduation congratulations to bridget um (laughs) but they live in salem new hampshire and because i'm a psychopath i follow press cafe on (laughs) i do too social stuff and like we now open salem i'm like can i make it their salem place looks gorgeous but but when i went up there they weren't opened yet it was like two days later i'm just like i want to die I miss their I miss their food so much. I would no joke jump up and down like a little kid yelling and smiling and laughing if Prest agreed to do some kind of sponsorship with us. Oh my god! I'm gonna grab my mic real quick. Okay, here we go. Press Cafe, if you're listening. <laughs> Press Cafe, I'm begging you, please, <laughs> please shine your short rib mac and cheese light on us. <laughs> But also your diverse vegan options. Lift us up in your frozen hurricanes. <laughs> and your two locations with a full functional bar. Oh my God. The drive through service at the place in Nashua is top. It is absolutely second to none every single time. And I think we just found another second and a half degree, but okay. <laughs> That's true, yeah. I, I will geek out for a while on that place. God, mm-hmm. can you imagine? I don't know how they would find out about it. Maybe somebody takes this audio clip and puts it on a story and tags Pressed Cafe because they're really active on Instagram. They are. Man, I would flip. I would flip over the moon. I would sell out in a heartbeat. I, oh my god! I I would literally give them my. I would I would like prick my finger, sign it in blood. Like here you go, you own my soul. <laughs> I'll work the juice machine. 
If you don't think we're serious, after a summer of ordering from there, we all collectively wrote a note to them thanking them. And I drew like pictures in it. Jenny drew pictures in it and we handed it to the person in the drive through. And, and we said, please give this to the manager and make sure everybody sees it. Thank you so much. Because it's just like there at uh, all times. Oh, mm-hmm. Don't let you down. <sighs> Did I lose you? Are you frozen? No, I'm like, oh, like no, oh, I'm you're just like, just like I'm, I'm, I'm wistful. Yeah, I'm, it's I'm a like, weird. It's like a daydream. It's like, man, what life could be if we were sponsored <laughs> by press? It's like it's like those memes that you see. It's like humanity now. Humanity <laughs> toddlers covered their mouth, and it's like flying cars. <laughs> it's like what what life could be if press just ran the world. Parliament, yeah. <laughs> we, I wouldn't even need like a discount or free. Like I don't want oh, any no, no, free no, no, stuff. No. Press. I want to pay money for it because it is good. I just I want to know that we have your support. <laughs> I, I want to know that you care about us. <laughs> I want to know that you're listening. Speaking of thanking restaurants. <laughs> oh damn it! I did it. <laughs> I was gonna say like it's the first time we did it in a while. Press, is it okay if we say fuck on this podcast? Fuck. I'm sorry, <laughs> Press. Shit. Damn it. <laughs> Press, I'm sorry. I feel like this episode is going to be like, like the Press sponsorship spectacular. <laughs> Brought to you by Press. <laughs> Brought to you. Not really. Please sponsor us. I will make Ronnie put in the effort of censoring all of our swears if that's what it takes. <laughs> <laughs> Just let us know. That is a sacrifice. I am willing. To make Ronnie make. Uh, (laughs) I really enjoy meaningfully thanking somebody for something. Mm -hmm. It doesn't even have to like be a big gesture. One of the few ways I do this is I draw thank you notes to people. And like we just talked about, we drew that thank you note to press. Yeah. I don't go out and buy cardstock and like write up thank you notes and be like, oh, this person helped me. I'm going to go back home and write that. It's like in the moment. Yeah. Have a pad of paper on me and I draw a little doodle for our waiter or whatever. Yeah. It's relatively common for people to struggle to find meaning in life, I would say. Yeah. (laughs) No, just like like I do little doodles. So existent. But this is why I do it. Like, yeah, a waiter who serves day in and day out, they're probably going home and having questions of, am I making a difference? You know, what am I doing? Yeah, yeah, exactly. As a fellow human who also wants to know that his life has meaning, I like to let them know what they've meant to me. So by putting the effort into this, you know, small, simple thing and drawing like a little smiling guy in front of an empty plate of food. And he just says, today was really hard day and I wasn't feeling my best, but you made it better. And I really appreciated that. Thank you. Yeah. Here you go. And it's very honest. I, I want them to know that this is how I feel. I don't know if I ever mentioned this story. But uh, I went back to Buffalo Wild Wings by our old college a while back. And I was sitting down and I was writing a little doodle for the waiter. As I'm drawing it, she sits down next to me and opens up the little black pad thing that they write down the orders in. And she had tucked in there a doodle I had drawn her no shit a year prior. Oh my God. And she was like, I still have this one. My mind freaking blew. That's amazing. It was very reaffirming. It was like, I'm going to keep doing this. This is making a difference. This is like a small practice and gratification that's impacting the world. Absolutely. And I think that's just the biggest thing is like for service people or whoever you're working with, writing notes or just letting people know well it's like if you do something for someone and they say i want to talk to your manager or like i want to let them know that you did a great job because like i mean there's kind of a not a rule but just kind of a trend which is like usually the people who like leave reviews or like leave say things are bad reviews it's true because if you had a good time you, you don't expect you don't usually let people know yeah you don't you don't think to hop on and leave a review Right, exactly. So I think by leaving little doodles or reviews or what for good things and just like, hi, thank you for what you did for me today. I really appreciate it. Yeah. A little thing can really meet someone where they are. I think reviewing can sometimes be a bit gated, I guess, where you feel like, ah, I don't want to put my name out there. And then I'm I'm forever saying that this thing is great, but I think it's worth it. Like I got a haircut and the guy was really nice to me. Mm-hmm. I, we never actually talked about this, but you remember like the early episodes when we had talked about how I was very hesitant to cut my hair really short. Yeah. 
but I ended up going through with it, which I know, you know, yeah. um, but we never mentioned it. <laughs> right. So, so I went through with it and the guy I went to see was himself like shaved bald. Mm-hmm. He talked me through it, like what it's like. He went shorter gradually because he's like, I want you to be very sure that this is what you want. Yeah. He was just like so understanding and he brought way more to the haircut than just cutting my hair. Yeah. And so afterwards I was like, oh, shoot. I'm going to leave a review for that guy because that was that was awesome. Yeah. It's just nice to, to do that. Yeah, I agree with you. I think just having those people are having exceptional experiences wherever you are is always just like, hi, I think you did a really great job. I really appreciate what you did for me. That's why I've started to think that maybe I'm going to stop making jokes about asking for reviews because <laughs> I was like, this is a perfect opportunity to make a joke about it. But if all the waitresses at Buffalo Wild Wings were making jokes about making sure, you know, you write them a little note. Then like yeah. when you actually do it, it feels less like it's coming from you. Yeah. So, hey, leave a review if you want to. But that's it. <laughs> yeah. This is a good episode. This is feeling this good. Be fun. Yeah. I feel nice. I feel happy. I was thinking about this recently. Seminal works that have like changed my perspective. Can you define seminal for our babies in the audience? Yeah, so seminal meaning kind of like touchstone, really important, really kind of impactful. Let me see if I can get the the Merriam-Webster um, <laughs> of a work event moment or figure strongly influencing later developments. Oh, okay. So I was thinking about seminal works in my life, things I've seen or encountered or whatnot that have just really stuck with me and I think about all the time because I think I, I was listening to our <laughs> yes I listened to my own podcast and I was listening <laughs> to the previous episode and I was talking about Don Hertzfeld you know that kind of really formed my relationship with the internet in a couple of ways and I was thinking about just all this different stuff that was actually two episodes ago it was two episodes ago <laughs> yeah now they know when they record this <laughs> leave that off repressed uh <laughs> But also at the same time, like Netflix has a new play something feature. Oh, I did see this. Yeah, yeah. yeah and they just like play a random thing based on what you like. Yeah. It was like Monday. I was like sitting in bed, like, all right, whatever. Hit the play something. It's because you watch The Good Place, mm-hmm. we think you would like community. <laughs> and I was like, I've seen community, but thank you. <laughs> right. <laughs> I just started watching that. And this kind of just started me on this like, well, what other things should I like revisit or do I come back to often? And then I was sitting here at work and it struck me. Mr. Miracle. I don't know if I've ever seen this. So it's a book. Oh. It's a comic series. He is a a DC Comics character created by Jack Kirby. I looked him up. I recognize his design, but yes. I know absolutely nothing about him. Mr. Miracle is part of Jack Kirby's New Gods saga of like kind of space opera of these two warring planets. Uh, one is kind of this hellish dominating warring planet. And the other one is this kind of new Eden, very peaceful, very beautiful planet. And they're kind of at war with each other. And there's a character from this series called Mr. Miracle. I actually have a little action figure of him on my desk. Why is this like the first time I'm hearing about your interest in Mr. Miracle? I've talked about him to people I know who have read this particular series. Oh, okay. Because it is, it's a lot. Basically, he just kind of existed on the fringe for a while. It was kind of just a weird, okay, he is basically an escape artist. His superpower is escape. And then a couple years ago, right as I was getting back into comics and collecting comics, a writer named Tom King and an artist named Mitch Jarrods put out a 12-issue series of a book just called Mr. Miracle. And it changed my life. Oh, all right. It is basically about Mr. Miracle simultaneously trying to win the war against Apocalypse as the general of New Genesis, but at the same time, trying to live a very normal life with his wife. Huh. One of my favorite things about this is the juxtaposition. So you will have sequences of him and his wife, this like seven foot tall, strong woman named Big Barda, (laughs) sneaking into fortresses and like, killing all these henchmen and like ducking over lasers and sneaking into places. But while they're doing that, they're talking about redecorating their condo. (laughs) So it's them like killing these hench guys and they're like, but if we took out the kitchen wall, that would 
open up a lot more space. I fucking love that. For us to have that that sectional that your mom has. Well, your mom's getting rid of the sectional. She is. She said so. <laughs> Scott, are you listening? She's getting rid of the sectional. It, it, it's that. Yeah. So, that's like The Incredibles. Yeah. It's so The Incredibles. It's, it's just a series that encompasses so many sides of my experience with the world of being very, very silly and mundane and everyday, but also like so, so heightened and so, so like emotional. Yeah. The way you connect with the world when viewing it through this lens of trying to escape and trying to find a way out of certain situations. You're speaking to something that I can relate to a lot. It's just a it's a big bummer that I'm somebody that when these heavy topics come up and I'm hearing them for the first time, I have to process. So I'm like no, taking right, no. it in and I'm like, man, you're saying some real good stuff. Thank I'm you. just taking it in. Yeah. I have nothing to <laughs> I mean, this is to say, please go read Mr. Miracle. It's collected in all 12 issues are out. You can go buy it in paperback or hardcover or whatever. Oh, that's what I was about to ask. Can you buy it in like an, what is that called? An annex? Uh, in, a, in a trade paperback or a trade. That's when they're they're all in one book, basically. Yep. Yep. Okay. Uh, for, for a series like that, it would be a trade. If the series ran for like 87 issues, for example, that would be like an omnibus. Oh, which is just right, fun right, to, right. Which is just fun to say. It sounds like... Probably if you had a stat block for Miss Frizzle's bus, that's probably what it would be called. It would be called the <laughs> Omnibus can change shapes <laughs> in turn. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, but yes, I, I absolutely adore this series just from a storytelling perspective and the artwork. Oh my God. For like an artist. That's where I get into it. Yeah. I don't want to say it's a gimmick, but just one of the things they do is they use the nine panel structure. So three, 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 mm -hmm. the entire time. Oh, They'll, they'll have things pour over into other panels oh. and they'll have like splash pages, but spread out over things. And like they'll have scenes carry out over in different orientations. So even even if like the picture itself is bigger than one box, it doesn't matter. It'll still... pour over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it'll still fall the nine panel. Wow, that's cool. Um, and plus just Mitch Jarrods is I, I, I have no words <laughs> for him. He is able to convey this sense of realism and high fantasy so well. On top of he does this really cool glitch effect that just gets me every time. Oh, of like of like things bleeding out or like glitching or like wait, it's just what you just talked about where it's like hyper realistic, but also mixed with that fantasy. Who was that thing? It was called witches. Oh, witches. Yep. Witches yep. was that's how that's what I felt where I was like, oh man, what a high concept, like weird supernatural thing, but it was very grounded. And I was mm -hmm. like, this could happen to someone. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's very much in that same vein of um that artist is is Jock, which people make fun of him all the time for having like a an artist name. <laughs> no, Jock is another kind of, I, I would put them in the same kind of style. But yeah, Mr. Miracle just broke me open in so many ways. And I just think about it like I don't think about it as much as I used to, but also like I need to reread that yesterday. I did see a fan casting of like a movie and they cast Adam Scott. What's a fan casting? If they announced we're doing a Hollow Knight movie. Oh, okay. Who they, would you like? Who do you oh, think should gotcha. voice Hollow Knight? They were saying Adam Scott should be Scott Free, Mr. Miracle. Oh, okay, okay, okay. His name's also a pun. Scott Free. You got off Scott Free. Yeah. Yeah. My powers um, escape and my name is Scott, Scott Free. Exactly. It's very <laughs> 70s, but uh, Jack Kirby did not live in like muted earth tones. <laughs> he was very much a like colors right. kind of guy. And in, in, in the same way that like everyone's trying to get um, John Krasinski and Emily Blunt to play. Uh, Mr. and Mrs. Fantastic. Oh, that would be awesome. Fancasting. Even though like they asked, I think they asked her about it and she's like, I'm not doing it. Speaking of which, I hear you went and saw, what was it? The silent one? <laughs> What's the silent movie called? <laughs> a Quiet Place? <laughs> yes, I heard you went and saw A Quiet Place too without us. I did. For shame. Matt has left the chat. <laughs> We all watched it together. I know it wasn't your first time. I'm sorry, Jake. I watched I, it I, together. I, I just crashed. And I, you just let me down. I, she was like, 
yeah, Matt went and saw it. And I was like, he did what? <laughs> well, I didn't know when you were going to be, when you felt safe enough to go back to the movies. Whenever you said we were going to see A Quiet Place 2. <laughs> oh, I, and I was like, well, <laughs> I was like, looks like we're going to go watch it. And she's like, yeah. And Shane is coming with us. And I was like, what? And she's like, well, I saw it with Shayna first. And so like, I'm here as the middle child between two divorced parents being like, dad went and saw it with his new family and mom wants to go see it with her new girlfriend. Like, what the f- I, I just have to like go with whoever. If you want, we can split the difference and I'll go see like Cruella. I'm down to see Cruella. I hear it's the best live action Disney's done in, in a while. I've heard it's very, very like Devil Wears Prada. Kind of catty and kind of like quippy and bitchy and it can't be any worse than aladdin right and emma stone says like darling a lot emma stone's in it oh yeah, yeah i forgot emma stone. yeah yeah i always when people say emma stone i think emma watson for a split second <laughs> i think well, there's so many there's so many famous emmas there's emma stone emma watson and that's it <laughs> emma it's thompson, hard it's so hard to keep track <laughs> emma thompson emma um emma Roberts, <laughs> Emma, Ro- Jenny Emma, said, Emma Roberts. Uh, Who's Emma Roberts? You would know her face if you saw her. Yeah. Okay. Emma, Emma, Emma Smith. Emma Smith sounds familiar. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I, I literally just googled. Um, I just googled famous Emmas, and there's one entry mm-hmm. for a woman named Emma Goldman. And according to Playback FM, Emma Goldman is the most famous person named Emma. Their zodiac sign is cancer. They died when they were 70 years old. They're considered the most important person in history born with the first name of Emma. Emma Goldman was an anarchist, political activist, and writer. Oh, damn. Uh, she played a pivotal role in the development of the anarchist political philosophy in North America and Europe in the first half of the 20th century. So good for Emma. Yeah, I mean, good. I, I can never place if we're like on board with anarchy or against it. <laughs> are we anarchist or not? At what point at what point are we against the government enough to consider ourselves anarchists, but not enough that we don't want health care? Like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what point do we want the help? And what point are we like out of my driver's license government? Do everything I want, but still protect me, please. <laughs> <laughs> we use this phrase sleep on it. Yeah. But what does that mean? I'm going to sleep on it? Yeah. Are you asking or? I mean, because I, I can tell you my interpretation and then you can tell me Hell your interpretation. Hell yeah. Yeah, go yeah. for it. So what I've always said sleep on it, I've been like, let me think about it overnight and I will tell you my thoughts later. Whenever I use sleep on it, a lot of the times it's an excuse because I'm saying like, this way I don't have to feel as bad when I decline you tomorrow because I'll give the illusion that it was hard for me to get to that outcome. You know what I mean? Right. I think the actual concept of sleeping on something is exactly what you said, which is dedicating more time to thinking about something. But if you were actually dedicating that time to thinking about it, then why is it called sleeping on it? Because it seems like the implication is that by sleeping, somehow we are going to come to a different consensus when we wake up. I mean, I think you're technically right, but I feel like sleep on it is a bit catchier. Then think about it. <laughs> <laughs> Not where I was going with the joke, but... Oh, okay. Sorry. Then, my, then, I was, I, I was, I, then like stare at my ceiling, consumed with anxiety about it <laughs> in bed. <laughs> <laughs> stay awake in your bed about it stay awake in my bed staring at the ceiling go oh god i have to make a choice well i'm here to tell you that i believe what i've just said is completely correct <laughs> I, <laughs> I think it's called sleeping on it because sleeping actually does do something the subconscious mind is what i'd like to talk to you about today <laughs> okay uh, let me actually try to do my dark talk for a second are you? Go- I, I thought you were gonna, like do it from a distance. Like, okay, the subconscious was invented by Michelle Obama in 1996. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm I'm standing now. I don't know if you can tell the difference. The subconscious mind is an awesome power. I've actually not been able to perfect the TED Talk. Oh, sorry, the, <laughs> the Doc Talk tempo where they're like, when you take 
the power of one and the power of two, the culmination of your efforts is multiplied and then expounded. It's just like nonsense, but like the, the way they say it is supposed to like make I you once come away watched with something. a TED talk about a guy who taught you how to tie his shoes. Taught you how to tie his shoes? Like this is how I tie my shoes. And I'm going to show you how I tie my shoes. And that was it. <laughs> there was no metaphor. There was no grand like my father taught me to tie my shoes in 1973. And this is the lesson that taught me. Like it's not that. You take this loop of family and this loop of close friends and you tie <laughs> them together. It's a strong bond. <laughs> you won't trip. And we're, and we're just getting started. <laughs> Thank you. Like, oh my God, I love that thing. This work is the work of a lifetime and it begins today. Thank you. Okay, the subconscious mind. If a conscious mind is at the Super Saiyan level, then the unconscious mind is at Super Saiyan God, Super Saiyan Kaoken times 20 level. And if you're confused, that's when they use Kaoken, but his hair is also blue. <laughs> I'm not even making that up. <laughs> There's a times 20? I mean, yeah, he goes Ka Kaioken times like 200 at one point, I could have sworn. Kaioken, Kaioken, it's semantics, all right? The unconscious mind is freaking crazy. And I love the fact that you can assign tasks to your subconscious mind to work on when you are literally not thinking about it. I think that applies even while you're sleeping. So you can just set the intention and then after some time, when you come back to that same problem or that same thing you were thinking about, you will find new ideas that feel like they're coming much faster, but it's because your brain has been working on it while you weren't actively thinking about it. I think, no, I, I think I got you. So as a creative person, I take advantage of this a lot for comic ideas, for D&D campaigns, for podcast topics. Yeah. <laughs> All you have to do is take a moment here or there to remind yourself about it. So like as you're going through the day, you just push it a little bit. It's like a pendulum. Like you just give it a little bit more of an oomph and it'll keep going while you go about your day. So it's not surprising that your mind can do this because after all, your subconscious mind is handling like thousands of processes at once within your body. So like when you meet someone you are processing their appearance, their demeanor, their body language, and you are making deductions about them within like a split second. And your, your subconscious mind does that. You take in all that information and you're like, oh, I've made conclusions about you that I didn't have to actively think about. And that's crazy. Like, that's just an example of your subconscious mind just doing it. So if it can do that, it just makes sense that it can do all this other cool stuff. I love the human brain a lot. It's it's like a weird passion of mine. No, it's definitely super interesting. Like when you like learn about what it's capable of, like just the amount of stuff that goes on in this like what like ten pound thing of muscle. Yeah, this gushy ball in your brain, gushy ball in your head. <laughs> yeah, like all of you is that. Yeah, this is just like a mech. <laughs> you you are you are a tiny person driving a meat mac <laughs> meat mac like there's the tape <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's what you are you you are a ball of synapses driving a mech suit what if in power rangers <laughs> instead of like robo like leopards and birds yeah instead of the megazord the meaty zord <laughs> oh Ooh, oh, I'm due. Oh, God. I think I'm vegan now. Oh, God. I think I'm vegan now. They jump up uh, into the sky and they like land and it's like mushy and oh, <laughs> everything God. is moving. Oh, I hate it. Also, like with the subconscious and all of this, all the things that can like go wrong with it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like there's a, I listened to a whole podcast about a man who couldn't see faces. What? You mean like he didn't remember them? Like there were no. Well, so not face blindness. Not like everyone looks the same, but like there was nothing here. In his mind? Yes. That's crazy. When he looked at you, he did not see facial features. It's very strange. And it's all about how he like fell in love with this girl. Like it's about their relationship and what they had to do to like make it work. And how she like, I'll be wearing a blue backpack and like a green sweater. Yeah. And I'll be the one waving at you three times. Oh, oh man. Because he couldn't see faces. That's he like can't how see they face. had right. to do it. 
Yeah. Oh, wow. it's insane. It's it's amazing. The brain's amazing. To quote David Foster Wallace, quoting someone else, <laughs> the brain is a wonderful servant, but a terrible master. Yes. So use your servant and sleep on it. Make sure you get quality sleep, no screens before bed, which actually helps. It's very hard when you, we talk about screen. When we talk about screen withdrawal, yeah, it's a real thing when yeah. you're laying down in bed and you have this physical urge to pick up your phone. It's awful. Yeah, but it actually does help you fall asleep and have a better sleep yeah. if you just stop looking at your phone in like a half an hour or something before like, bed. Like, please stop. It's easier to wean yourself off. What I do is I set my phone for like a nighttime mode where it just makes everything black and white and dim. Yeah, a, a lot of phones have that built in now. It's like a, a nighttime mode. They're like lock all the apps. Yeah, I, I only allow myself 20 minutes of Facebook and Instagram a day. My phone will lock it. Good for you. I'm not that strong. Well, I mean, like I don't I don't use it. Like I have it for the podcast and then by the time I'm done with the podcast and I start scrolling, my phone's like, hey, whoop, five minute warning. We're like, oh, OK. Saves me a ton of time because like I don't benefit from that. I'm just scrolling through. Right. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's no, it's fine. I'm just like, yeah, who who benefits from mindless scrolling? <laughs> Feels personally attacked. <laughs> but you know what else doesn't make me feel personally attacked? Blakey inspires the use of our theme song, The Process. <laughs> Thank you, Lakey. That was punk rock. I got, I got a little gain on there. Oh, fuck yeah. But yeah, thanks, Lakey Inspired, for our theme song. Man, there's got to be a better way to transition into the end of the podcast. You know what Jenny told me today? What? She told me she doesn't even listen to the end of the podcast. That is not true. <laughs> Always. <laughs> Did you Always. hear Always. Yeah, exactly. Always. Not She's true. like, well, you just like you thank the guy for the the song and you just you just like say the, the things at the end. And I was like, but we're funny at the end. Like we actively try to do jokes at the end. Would you like to come over here and defend yourself? To be fair, I hear most of your conversation while you're recording it anyway. All right, well, that is fair. The <laughs> fact that you listen to the podcast is kind of a... I listen to every episode. <laughs> I, I do appreciate that. After listening to your half of it already once through. <laughs> <laughs> so I think to make the... What's the rule called? This It's basically this idea that like the first 30 seconds of a like internet video mm -hmm. are completely useless. The Wadsworth constant. Uh, the Wadsworth constant is the idea that one can sim can safely skip past the first 30 seconds of any YouTube video without missing any important content. Yeah, I mean, that checks out. A lot of it's just setting up stuff that you're, you're already aware is happening because you clicked on that video. Right. So in an effort to do an anti-Wadsworth constant, how about similar to the way we swap off... Intros? The intros. We swap off fun facts. That's a terrible idea. <laughs> <laughs> Just going to be honest with you as your creative partner. <laughs> to make it like worthwhile. <laughs> to, to make it worthwhile. And we're like, please, like, please listen to the end. Please. <laughs> whales live a total of 86 years. Please. <laughs> please. Please rate and subscribe. Not all clowns are sad. Please, please. <laughs> There's an Australian magazine called Pizza Marketing Quarterly. Go rate on Apple. <laughs> There's an African skin worm that can grow up to 65 inches. Please. <laughs> Don't let me go to the liminal space. <laughs> yeah, what if we did it in that vein? So we both Just come with like... <laughs> <laughs> Then we lit, we just like throw it in between. Like, thank you, Lakey Inspired, for the use of our theme song on the podcast. You can find dolphins in every hemisphere. Like, just like <laughs> yes, aggressively that going back and forth. And we just plow through the end. <laughs> okay, you know what? I was against it, but now I think this might actually be kind of fun to do. We're just that, that chaotic, neutral <laughs> energy. <laughs> yes. Just, oh, a loud noise irony. That's what it was. That's what the Gen Z likes. So it's us grabbing the mic, shoving it into our mouth, and screaming a fun fact into it. Do you want to end it? Because <laughs> we, we Alan, did the things. Oh, yeah. Hey, thanks, what's up, Matt? Thanks 
for potting with me. Uh, hey, how about you and I swoop swad over into my dope pod and we'll roll the town, homie. Happy pride. Happy pride. <laughs> Play us out. Be gay, do crime. Be gay, do crime. <laughs> but like, don't do crime. Don't. Oh, yeah. Don't do crime. Don't during, do actually do crime. Yeah, don't don't actually do crime. But like, like if people are saying it's a crime to be gay, fucking do that crime. Right. Like do the crime. Like be gay. Yeah. But like, don't kill someone. Yeah. Don't kill someone. No, please. Don't. Like don't litter either. I did want to make a joke about lions and pride. Pride lions. Where are the lions at? Where are the lions? Play us out. I think I need to throw this disc into a volcano. Okay, I'll be right back. Sad. That podcast made me sad. I don't think that's funny. <laughs> Is that not funny? I mean, I, am I not funny? No, you're funny. I'm not funny anymore. Or ca- I think cavemen just aren't funny. I think Geico fucked cavemen. They're just not funny anymore. They did. They made a whole show. No. Wait, they actually made a show show? They made a sitcom about the Geico caveman. You did this, Geico. You ruined our podcast in outro. <laughs> this isn't my fault. Not, and I'm not projecting fault onto someone else <laughs> to make up for my own shortcoming. This is you, Geico. You did this. You made this choice. I'm flawless in you, Geico. <laughs> <laughs>